Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. As the fighting in Ukraine continues, the Evening Standard is launching an appeal to raise money for the thousands of men, women and children fleeing the conflict. We've set up a GoFundMe to support charities on the ground, including the Red Cross, who are helping refugees cross the border into Ukraine's western neighbours, Poland, Romania, Hungary, Moldova and Slovakia. The funds will be used to provide humanitarian aid such as food, water, medical supplies and shelter. You can find the appeal at gofundme.com forward slash evening standard Ukraine appeal. In the city of Lviv, journalist Tom Much is on the ground supporting Ukrainians and helping them escape the country. So Tom, first of all, what's it like there at the moment? Can you describe the scene? So I'm currently uh, in Lviv. The other day I hightailed out of Kiev because Kiev was getting extremely, extremely hot. But even here, it is very, very tense. There's a huge refugee crisis. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are pouring into the city every day, looking for food, looking for shelter, and more than anything, looking for a way to get over one of the borders to a safe European country. People are going to Poland mainly, but also a lot of people to Romania, Slovakia, Moldova even. And it's everyone's very, very tense. Thankfully, the city's still mainly functioning, but back in Kiev, it was an absolute nightmare. Completely deserted streets, huge, huge shortages of food and fuel and medicines. You know, thousands of people crammed into bomb shelters, huddling. Yeah, really, really sad stuff. And how are the people there? How are they coping? And what's the mood like? So the mood, as you can understand, is very, very grim, but still very defiant. I think for most people, their anger at the moment outweighs their fear of what is going to happen. Everyone is furious. Uh, They can't believe what's happened. They can't believe that a country that speaks the same language as most Ukrainians speak Russian, a country that they have all of these huge historical and family ties to, would just come and start smashing up their country, killing civilians you know, killing like all of the young men and women who are going to fight using these incredibly barbaric, incredibly powerful missiles on them. People still can't really believe it. I don't think for a lot of people it's still sunken in what's happened. And I saw you posted on Twitter recently that air raid sirens are going off so much that people aren't really taking any notice anymore. It's become essentially background noise. That's quite scary, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I've covered conflicts before. And what tends to happen, whether it's an air raid siren or whether it's an explosion, the first time that happens, my God, you go crazy. You think you're about to die. The 50th time it happens, yeah, it's just like, oh, this again, I guess we've got to go to a shelter or something. Or maybe you won't bother going to a shelter because there's been so many false alarms in the past. 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's almost scary in a way how how quickly you get used to being in a state of war and how you adapt to it very quickly. So what information do you get on the ground about what's happening and how do you get that? You get a lot of information literally just from being on the ground and talking to people and watching it. But actually one thing that's been what you know quite shocking about this war has been how like so much of the information is literally just coming from social media. Look, Ukraine was was a country where it was very very penetrated by like Instagram, TikTok, you know, it's got a huge like fashion community and stuff and they you know they usually use that kind of stuff to post you know, photos and, and that sort of thing. Now they're using it to like, you know, a, a girl I know who used to post modeling photos. Now she's posting videos of gunfights going on outside her house and Chechen soldiers running around in, in her yard and just absolutely crazy things like that. A lot of it comes from, you know, sometimes sources in the Ukrainian government will pass you information Sometimes, you know, you'll know someone who knows someone who is on the ground and is close to an area and can get information. But there's also so much information. It just gets kind of overwhelming putting it into one narrative. And in terms of the support you guys are providing, what are you doing for the refugees there? And what does that help look like at the moment? So, for instance, literally right now, we've just gotten together loads and loads of bags of food and blankets. And we're taking these all today to the Polish border We've known people who've been stuck there for like three days in some cases and not been able to get across. A lot of these people are really, really cold because it's been snowing. They're hungry. They're freaking out because they don't, you know, this this area of the country is safe. But there's Belarusian troops massing on the border. The Russian Air Force has said it's going to be striking munitions convoys coming through Lviv from countries further to the west into Ukraine. So, you know, it's, it's extremely, extremely tense times here. But we're trying to do the best we can to help, you know, people in need. And what's your understanding of aid from other countries? Do you think enough is being provided? Or do you think the people there feel let down? I think people there do feel a bit let down. I think there was a hope among people that as soon as, you know, the Russian Air Force and the Russian artillery bombardment started, that NATO might step in with at least like a no-fly zone or something like that to stop, you know, the Ukrainian army being hit by fixed-wing aircraft. That has not happened and it's very unlikely that it, it that it will happen. And yes, they've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of weapons, but for many, I think they feel that's come a little bit too little, too late. I still don't think in it. It's a it's a kind of a, a vague sort of cliche, but people are like, how could people let this happen? Even though there might not have really been a way to stop this happening from the beginning. For people at home in the UK you see the pictures and footage from Ukraine and feel a real urge to help people in the country what can they do there's a huge big spectrum of different ways that people can help you know on the one extreme if you really feel passionate about the cause well Zelensky put out a call saying yeah you know come and fight for Ukraine I mean I wouldn't really necessarily recommend that but there are a huge amount of like valuable charities that are helping refugees Honestly, I think that one of the major things that could be done in the UK is the movement that is going on now to try and waive visa requirements for incoming Ukrainians. And if there's some way to put pressure on the government to do that, that would be something that could be incredibly helpful. Other than that, donating as much money as you can to charities that work with refugees, charities that support the Ukrainian armed forces, charities that provide aid. (sighs) And even just, you know, it sounds stupid, but keeping on raising awareness, whether it's on social media or on the news and not letting Ukraine fall out of the headlines as so many conflicts tend to do after the initial weeks. 
And as you say, there's that national unity. There's been so much talk of the Ukrainian spirit of not giving up. Have you felt a sense of that there? For sure, for sure. And we think one of the problems that with the Kremlin's planning is the Kremlin did a, uh, like a big study of Ukrainian social attitudes towards their government. And they found that, yeah, there are a lot of places in Ukraine where, you know, there was a, quite a lot of anti-government sentiment. They were very dissatisfied with how their lives were going. And I think that the Russians might have interpreted that quite wrongly as pro-Russian sentiment. And this really, really just wasn't the case. You know, they, they were still very committed to, even if they spoke Russian and had a lot of ties to Russia, they're still very committed to this kind of Ukrainian nation. And for you personally, Tom, I mean, how are you doing? Are you coping OK? Look, we're all tired. No one slept in a week. But really, we're not the ones to be worrying about here. We are here by choice. And, you know, I'm doing OK. My, my thoughts, honestly, and prayers are for my colleagues who are stuck in cities like Kharkiv and Kiev, where they're coming under intense bombardment, you know, day after day after day. I simply can't imagine how they must be feeling. As I said, just care, everyone keep Ukraine in your thoughts and your prayers and your hearts. <sighs> There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. You can find our Ukraine fundraiser at gofundme.com forward slash Evening Standard Ukraine Appeal. That's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 